This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Isn't it wild that song's been out for over a decade? A decade! A decade! Baby, also, I was born this way. It's one of the only songs I don't get sick of. Ever. I never get tired of it. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat, by the way, on this lovely Tuesday. So we're just not going to address it. You're on camera, and we're not going to address the fact that you don't have a beard after 48 years. Yeah, I'm more concerned with the fact that our producer, Vanessa, is recording me right now without it, and my face looks Are jacked you feeling it together? Because listen, we are a radio show, but we've been moving to social media lately for our fans. Sure. Love it! You look cute. And Thank, well, I have to film later today. Well, I had Otherwise, micro like needling done yesterday, so I had to shave off my entire beard to get my face to look thirty again. But for my I wedding. met you this way, uh-huh. so I'm not surprised. Was a meal jarred by you when a you walked in? Thousand percent. It's odd because we've both had beards for years now, and um, I didn't want to pay all the money I'm paying to get a micro needling on my face and then have them only do the top half, which is what I always do when I get facials. Yeah. So I never feel like I get my money's worth. I'm like, can I get a discount? Because I have a whole beard. You don't have to do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, no. So I was like, fine, I'll shave my face. Uh, you know what's interesting? I've also had Invisalign for like six years. Yeah. And it, I'm completing my entire, I guess, process or my treatment in about three weeks. Which I wow. can't wait for. So this, I, what I used to not like so much was that my teeth were crooked. They're and not it, though. And it, well, thank you. Uh, it's been a lot of work, uh-huh. but a beard hides a lot of that. Yeah, but they look good. But, but that's what I'm saying. I don't mind my face right now. It's weird. I look like a baby. I look younger to me, but also my face is on fire from micro needling. I know. I know. Did it hurt on the place where your hair grows? Because I'll say when I, even just as a woman, when I do microneedling, I've never actually done it, but when I do lasers or something, it hurts where like my mustache would be. Right, right. Or your sensitive. Ch- or the hair on your chinny chin chin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you little Italian, you. I know. It's I, just a little hair I'm very hairy here. and it doesn't, that that does hurt. I've had that. I've had IPL, Lumeca. I've had like right. skin laundry, like those lasers. Yeah. It's not like that. It doesn't snap. It hurts where there's less fat and collagen. Mm-hmm. So my forehead and yeah, the, and yeah, the yeah, ridge yeah, of yeah. my nose and my jawline, uh-huh. that hurt. Yeah. I felt like it was like one of those, you see on uh, cartoons, those, like, like Bugs Bunny, we have like a jackhammer on the on the sidewalk. Yeah, that was your face? That's what it felt like she wow, was doing Wow, everyone, to, I hope you're running and not walking to get microneedling yeah, today. Yeah, it's really great. It was fine. It was fine. Experience They numbed my face and I'm going to look flawless. That's the most important, honey. For my wedding, Amen. honey. Huh. We have a great show for you today. Have you ever wondered, uh, this is coming up a little bit later on in the week, though, but we're actually, this, we're, I'm going to give you a little bit of inside tea right now. Can okay. I tell you? Mm-hmm. 
During our show today, we're doing an interview with somebody who invented the word adulting. Love. We're not having her on the show till later in the week. It's a pre-record. Um, we do that from time to time so we can get the guests that we love. Uh, but Vanessa made that happen, and we're going to be talking to her, uh, but sharing it with you later on in this week. Today, though, uh, how do you introduce your lover to your partner? Interesting in a world where it's very common to have open relationships now. Oh, honey, you know, we went through this yesterday. I've got a friend uh, who is going through some infidelity right now, and they are going through it, and it broke my heart. Uh, And and also, I'd sort of made the assumption that maybe they were in an open relationship in the past, um, but apparently very much not. Not. How do you deal with that? It's so heartbreaking. So sad. Uh, We've got an expert joining us to talk about that exactly also. How do you get your pets to stop chewing on everything? Do you have a dog specifically that chews on literally Rocco, everything? Rocco, tune in. Everything they see. I uh, can't keep a pair of underwear to save my life. That's wild. They love them. My dog doesn't do that. Well, he in love with me. Only a sock. Oh, now, he'll get into a sock, a dirty sock. Don't test him with that fun time. He'll take that bait every single time. Yeah, dogs but are gross. If you try to keep your dog safe. We've got Doc Halligan on the program today as well. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, take it away. All right, baby. Well, Pete Buttigieg said the baby formula shortage is affecting him and his husband, Chastin, as they have had to root around and talk to friends out of state to get food for their nine-month-old twins. The transportation secretary said their twins, Penelope Rose and Joseph August, are completely reliant on formula. Take a listen. You know, uh, Chastin and I have two nine-month-old infants. We're completely reliant on formula to feed them. And uh, like millions of Americans, we've had to uh, uh, root around, find uh, different solutions, uh, spend more time clicking and clicking online, even get in touch with relatives out of state. Uh, we're okay. We've, we've figured it out, at least for now. But I, I think a lot about the situation for parents who don't have the time or don't have a car, don't have the money uh, to be able to uh, go uh, from from store to store to store looking for solutions. How ins- Think about the insanity, insanity of all of this. How many things are converging at once, yeah. right? Uh, as women's right to have autonomy over their bodies is being challenged. Conservatives Listen, want to women force are not them. laying down, though. I went to this nope. women's circle last night full of Israeli women. It was beautiful. And women are strong. Women are not not in twenty twenty two. A bunch of old white guys can't be like you have to have the baby, but then they can't you can't feed it. Yeah. But then you also see this this queer high profile couple having children. Yeah. That they have to use formula for, obviously, and that brings up a different conversation. Totally. And we're all still dealing with the global pandemic, and there's a war in Ukraine, and these are the things we're fighting about. Just let people be. Yeah. It's it's wild to me. It's wild. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be 78 in New York, 72 in LA, 99 in Vegas, 99 in Palm Springs, 95 in Houston, 65 in San Francisco, a high of 99 in Cathedral City, and 96 in Dallas. Whenever it's hotter in New York than it is in LA, I'm like, I'm moving back. I'm concerned. I'm leaving. Yeah. I lived there 15 years ago, but that one day a year is enough it's for worth me. It. Yeah, totally. It kind of is, though. That one day New York's a vibe. is gorgeous. Mm. All right, give us a vibe. It's from the words of the great Calvin Klein. You ready? Oh. I don't dwell on success. Maybe that's one reason I'm successful. Ah, keep Good answer. It and live in the present. Okay, Calv. Uh, then... Not Calv. <laughs> Thanks, Just Calv. Calvin Klein, Calv. <laughs> you could have gone with CK or Mr. Klein, but you went with Calv. <laughs> Thanks, Calv. B. Morning B. B. Channel Q. When I tell you how loud this audio is in my brain right now, I have my headset turned on full blast, people. Honey, turn it down. I bought, that didn't help? Why are you yelling so loud? Turn it down. I got a question for you. 
But what's your comfort TV show? Because a recent poll of 2,000 people conducted by market oh, research wow. company One Poll on behalf of streamer Philo concluded that 55% of American adults use comfort television in movies to self-soothe and distract themselves from anxiety or stress. I've never read about a more relatable study in my life. Totally. What's yours? Roseanne. Really? That's so fascinating. That's Isn't that a, so weird? It's one of mine. Really? A thousand percent. Oh my God. And I kind of don't watch it now because she was so problematic, but yep. I would. Lisa also doesn't love it, so I can't like binge with her there. Do you know why? But I would turn it on and just be like, okay, I'm good and do my thing. I'm going to tell you right now why it's yours. And I know you well enough to know it's, I'm going to be pretty spot on because it feels like the messed up sort of childhood that you probably had to some degree. It probably reminds no, you. No, it of- felt like the childhood I wanted. Roseanne? Yeah, I loved Roseanne and Dan's relationship. I thought they were so funny. Oh my God, I've never been more more off. I think their house is so trashy that I love it because it kind of reminds me of friends and families of where I grew up because we were all poor, sort of poor. I said poor. Yeah, we I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, oh. I'm not saying it's not relatable, but it's relatable. And also, like, everyone has America's TV family. Yeah. Like, I thought Roseanne was so funny, so sarcastic. Her and her husband relationship. They riff off each other really yeah. well. Yeah. I always loved it. I always. Oh, gosh, this is problematic because he's problematic now. I I really wanted to be like uh, Suzanne Summers and Patrick Duffy in Step by Step. Okay. Which is on Friday nights. I wanted that family because ours was a blended family. So I think that I sort of like, I romanticized thinking, oh, we could be like that. Because that was sort of like the newer version of the Brady Bunch. Yeah. A blended family, right? Uh, but I will say that probably more realistically... Roseanne was very much like mine or Home Improvement. Home Improvement where the dad was like doing like messing up all the time and the mom totally. was kind of that felt a little bit also, more comfortable to me. Okay, also you'll agree with me on this. Lifetime movies. Mm, no, hate them. Okay, I love them. Yeah, I, I have a lot of friends who love do. Them. I don't love them so much now, but when I was in my 20s, when I needed the comfort there, there TV. There is something about them. I, it's, well, you know what my comfort TV now is in the sun sick? True crime, true crime documentaries. I went through that phase, but then my partner really had to like check in on yeah, me. Yeah, snapped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just let it go on replay, baby. Well, I will have a, a couple. So forever, it will be Grey's Anatomy. I've watched Grey's Anatomy for 18 seasons now. I'm obsessed with it. Right when I had when I had COVID really bad, and I was in bed for a couple weeks, I watched The New Girl. Her new girl with Zoe Deschanel. Okay. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It was That's light. That's Vanessa's, right? Yeah, it was lighthearted. And, yeah, Vanessa loves it. It was lighthearted and it was easy. But I do, I think this is, obviously this study says exactly this, but this is way more common than we realize. Years ago, I was going through it and our our number one just, just listener, listener, well, that was weird. <laughs> our number one listener, Jerry. Uh, in northern Kentucky, he's going to hate me because he says he lives in Cincinnati, but he lives in Kentucky. We know where you live, Jer. He's married to my sister. And I remember I was going through it one time. I posted something on social media years ago about I was watching The Lion King or or something, Aladdin. And he was like, reached out to me. He's like, you all right, bud? You going through it? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, your sister, when she starts watching like movies from the 80s or Disney movies, oh. that means she's going through it. And I just know well You're enough to know. You're looking for your childhood. And I was like, I'm a thousand percent depressed right now. How, that's so wild that you picked up on that. That's so sweet. So we all do have our things. Yeah. I watch I watch Dances with Wolves, The Last of the Mohicans. 
Um, I like older movies or The Last Samurai. Yeah, I could see that with movies. Mine's Funny Girl. It's my favorite movie. I've, I do that sometimes too. Yeah, I love it. It makes sense. It totally does. And I feel like it actually brings me relief because I was like, why do I turn on television and then go about my day? But there's something comforting and well, 55% of Americans would agree. Okay, well, I know one show that you're watching recently that I don't know if it's very comforting or not. What about Ozark? What does that do to you? No, that's a show. Makes me uneasy. No, that's a show. There are some shows where I'm like, it is scheduled television. Mm. Last night when I got home, I had a a very long day. And Lisa was like, okay, do you want to watch Ozark? And I was like, no, we're watching Bling Empire that I don't have to pay attention to. That one makes me mad. Because Ozark, you have to pay such deep attention. And it's like, I'm on the edge of my seat at all times. That's what I felt about Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, so the counter to that is watch like Grace and Frankie or something because they just make me laugh and that's really chill. Ozark, yeah. I watched two or three episodes and I'm so pulling my hair out. Oh, it's and intense. I'll be honest, I have no idea what the show's about. I'm like two, three seasons into it. I have no idea what it's about, but I love it and I feel like I have to finish it. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to take my time. All right, coming up, uh, Scott Disick is confirming his children were not involved in yet another wedding celebration of his baby mother's. Is she creating long-term damage for her children? And are you binge-watching with comfort the new season? We'll talk about it next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. You know, when it comes to the Kardashians, I just can't keep up. I just can't. No. Can't do it. It's too much. That's why we have you. Yes. What's popping? All right. Well, Scott Disick is saying that, sure, everyone is congratulating Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker on uh, getting married, which is something that Kourtney Kardashian has never been. But he's saying this is the second event where the children have not been invited. So all the kids, everybody got invited when they got engaged. The kids were not invited. And Penelope was very much upset. She started crying. Um, Her other son didn't want to get on the phone with her. They felt like they were left out. So now she's had another wedding event. And although she didn't invite anybody but her grandmother and Travis's father, is this another event where the kids aren't invited? I will say, coming from a father who sort of made his whole life about his wife and his new family, um, I it caused a lot of trauma for me. It made me feel like my dad left us and made a new family. And in a way, he kind of did. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned if Courtney and Travis have another baby, Listen, what's th- that going to look like? This is what kids who go through divorce or breakups in their families always go through. My stepbrothers had issues because their mom started over and had new kids and sort of like left them to the side. I had issues because, <clears throat> excuse me, I walked my mom down the aisle to my stepfather who I love and he's still my stepfather and then I ran and locked myself in the bathroom for an hour at their wedding and cried yeah it was traumatizing because no adult ever talked to us about these things right right and that's my concern is that Courtney and Travis great it's it's hot it's sexy you make out in public everywhere and you're like rockers now and you're getting that's great they weren't there for the for the the proposal situation or like the elopement sort of fake marriage in Vegas and now this one in Santa Barbara they did say they're having like a large wedding in Italy down the road where they're going to invite friends and family but like you but your kids are your, your immediate kid. family. Yes. It's not your grandma it's not your sisters. It's long term trauma that takes place. Yeah. And, and I think it's I kind of hear what they're saying because they had I think you said they had MJ the, her grandmother was yeah. like their witness 
because she's probably not well enough to travel to Italy. So I think that's thoughtful. But if you can be thoughtful towards your grandmother, you sure as heck can be thoughtful to your children. Yeah, this isn't a rock star photo shoot moment. Like, you got to bring your kids. It's weird. It's wild. I don't like that. Uh -uh. Uh, All right, coming up, as an adult, do you still struggle? And do you feel like you're just still adulting? We're going to have that conversation uh, this week. Hey, it's not happening right? today. Right? And that's me adulting, telling yeah. you what to look forward that's a good to. Tease. That's going to happen on three Friday. Days. Yes, yeah. which should not be confused with Friday. Yeah, but right now, enjoy some music and, and then the news, news on, on the, the beat. beat. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's almost time for news on the beat. Uh, We do have live coverage right now uh, looking up to the TV monitor of Joseph Biden. Joseph Biden? I call him Joseph Biden. I have no idea. Biden arriving in Buffalo to visit the families. of those, I know this is a terrible transition. These, I, it's a terrible, terrible situation. I don't know why I started off when I said Joseph Biden. We're here. Uh, turn her mic off so she can catch herself for a moment. But he is there to honor those who lost their lives in the deadly shooting uh, this weekend, the racist attack at the grocery store. It's just so awful that we are in this place where these things even happen. Awful. Where an 18-year-old little like kid is so filled with hatred yeah. uh, and and has found conspiracy theories online that make him believe that that minorities are trying to replace white people. Like that's actually what's happening in our country right now. And that's what he believes. And it's just it's just heartbreaking. It's horrific. And, and here we are. But uh, President Biden uh, and his wife are in Buffalo right now. We'll keep you updated on that. Absolutely. Sorry for the awkward introduction. It's all good. live radio. You got it, baby. There you go. All right. Well, in news, two leading Republican Senate hopefuls in Pennsylvania are savaging each other in TV ads over who supported transgender surgery more. In all, 21 candidates and political committees have so far spent at least $4.5 million on TV ads that have run in various media markets of 16 states. 
the firm also found that Democratic candidates spent nothing on TV advertising to rebuke the attacks. The explosion of campaign advertising coincides with a dramatic increase in legislation limiting LGBTQ rights in states led by Republicans making the issue a front line in the nation's culture was fought in local, state, and federal elections this year and in courts throughout the nations for years to come. All right, in other news, Pete Judge said the baby formula shortage is affecting him and his husband, Chastin, as they have had to root around and talk to friends out of state to get food for their nine-month-old twins. The transportation secretary said their twins, Penelope Rose and Joseph August Buttigieg, are completely reliant on formula. You know, uh, Chastin and I have two nine-month-old infants. We're completely reliant on formula to feed them. And uh, like millions of Americans, we've had to uh, uh, root around, find uh, different solutions, uh, spend more time clicking and clicking online, even get in touch with relatives out of state. Uh, we're okay. We've, we've figured it out, at least for now. But I, I think a lot about the situation for parents who don't have the time or don't have a car, don't have the money uh, to be able to uh, go uh, from, from store to store to store looking for solutions yeah awful i don't understand you said it best earlier women are like being told that they have to have children Mm -hmm. but there is a formula shortage and And then what make it make sense i would love if you could make it make sense Mm -hmm. well it's the same women who are being told to make children to have children and then if you do give them up for adoption or something like that we don't care about the child after it's born especially if the child is anything other than like a white cis straight like it's just there's so many levels of absurdity to it that it's almost worth, not worth talking about. Yeah. But we have to talk about it. I hear that, babe. Mm. I do. All right. Well, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 96 in Dallas, 75 in Boston, 100 in Cathedral City, 58 in Buffalo, 85 in Miami, 95 in Houston, 99 in Vegas, 72 in LA, and. 78 New York. Now, please give us a vibe of the day. I don't dwell on success. Maybe that's one reason I'm successful. Well. That's from Calvin Klein. And I think that can be applied to a lot of things in life. Don't dwell on the past. Live in the present and remain hopeful for the future. I just made up that part. No, I loved it and I heard it. Good. And I I appreciate it and I felt it. Well, good. You'll appreciate this too. I love your ACDC t-shirt. Oh, thank you so much. It's really, it's a vibe. Thank you very much. Is it like babe. is it like vintage from like an actual concert back in the eighties, or is it from like Target? It's Forever Twenty One. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Right, they do a good job. They do a good job. Yeah. All right, coming up with open relationships being so much more popular these days. What is the etiquette when it comes to introducing your lover to your partner? Don't do it. Seven minutes. What? The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q. If you know anything about me, Michaela, you know that I am a uh, I I love consuming content. I love reading articles in particular. And you've brought this up to me. My partners brought this up. Friends have brought this up. They're always like, "How do you know so many random things?" Because I'm not an expert at anything. Yeah. But I know I know something about just about everything. Yeah. It's because I read constantly. I constantly read articles, which is why I'm super excited that our producer Vanessa came across this one. This title is catchy: How to be friends. With your lover's lover. Oy vey! It starts off by saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but what does that make my lover's lover? And we've actually got one of the uh, contributors to this article on the phone with us right now, all the way from the UK. Uh, We've got uh, Zaina Raddy, uh, who is a psychotherapist and consultant uh, on LGBTQIA plus and race and ethnicity um, psychotherapy. Thank you so much, Zaina, for being here. How are you? 
I am good. I've I've got my my phone in the window, getting the best possible signal from Oxford <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> well, thank you for doing that for us. This is an interesting conversation. You know, I know Michaela and I talk about this a lot on our show. That our community is different. We kind of create our own rules. When you're a member of the queer community and everybody else wants to dictate your lives. You kind of, I think we got to a point where we're like, well, we're going to do it our own way. But this one's tricky. Mm-hmm. Talking about your lover's lover. Um, how common is this in your practice when you're dealing with clients or those in our community? It can be really difficult. When I'm, when I'm doing my relationship coaching, it's predominantly with non-monogamous couples. So this comes up again and again and again. You know, never assume just because your partner has picked someone that you are A, going to have anything in common with them, or B, actually want to to be friends with them. Listen, mm. Dana, I have two things. First of all, I just want to say uh-huh. that you sound like a Spice Girl, and the Spice Girls viewed my story yesterday. I don't know why. It's probably because I was playing uh, the first Spice Girls album during my hike yesterday and just gave everyone friendly advice to so get she back had a, into yeah, it. She had an Insta story so, up, and when they she found out they saw it, she freaked out. Yeah, I had a meltdown. I'm the fifth member. Pasha's out. I'm in. I'll see you in London, Zena. Also very importantly, and equally as important, I will say I'm not one for open relationship because I'm too jealous. But if I did decide with Lisa that I wanted to open our relationship, if she found somebody that was completely opposite of me that I didn't get along with, I think I'd feel even worse if it wasn't someone who was similar to my look. So how do you explain that mentality? (laughs) I guess the question that I would ask you if you were sat on my couch was... Is it jealousy or envy you think you would feel? Oh, those are very different. We've talked about that on the show. Okay, I can hear that. Okay, okay. Five years ago, it would have been jealousy, like a raging bitch. After therapy, maybe it's envy, like being like, oh, so Mm -hmm. she has your attention now. So how do you then have that conversation with your partner? Like, I'm feeling envious and I'm feeling like you're into her more than me. Get back here. Well, actually, you could embrace the time you have on your own. Do you want to do something that your partner's not into? Go do it and enjoy it. But, uh, you know, I always say you've got to have communication without consequence. You've got to be able to bring everything that you've got to a relationship, even if you anticipate that other person isn't going to like hearing it. You know, when you're having this discourse, it's the time to be kind to each other and yourselves. Really listen to understand. Don't listen to reply. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a heavy one. That. Listen, I'm going to say, Zayna, I don't think you know Michaela and I very well. Apparently, you must not get the morning beat over in the UK because we don't have discourse. We argue. We scream and shout. <laughs> oh, We're yeah. emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to this Gay Therapy Center study, about 42% of gay men in open relationships tell their primary partners about other sexual contacts they have, while 33, one-third, uh, operate under a don't-ask, don't-tell policy. So let's just say I'm also not an open relationship kind of guy. I'm getting married next month, full transparency. Our therapy sessions have been wild. We're both learning to understand the other person as opposed to trying to always explain ourselves, which is a big hurdle for us, right? Because we both, I feel... We feel unheard and unseen and misunderstood oftentimes, as queer people often do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's that shocking. But let's say I'm, I've got somebody else on the side, and my partner wants to meet that person, right? I'm just like, oh, I'm also dating this person. Like, how do you make that introduction? Like, do you have the conversation with your partner first and foremost? 
and then go there? Like, what are the steps that you would recommend? Yeah, don't just peel back a curtain and the other partner is on the other side. It might not actually go down too well. Can I just say congratulations for having therapy before you get married because everybody should be. Um, But, you know, make it gentle. Ask permission. Think about consent. You've both got choices here. Mm. You know, have that. One great way I always, one thing I get my couples to do is to hold a cushion. Hold a cushion and say what you need to say and then give the cushion to the other person. When that other person holds the cushion, don't reply. Ooh, reflect. That's hard. This is what I heard you saying. Okay? We're cutting down assumptions. When we start having assumptions about what the other person is thinking or feeling, then things can go very wrong. Ooh, it's time yeah. to fire my therapist. I'm hiring you. I know. Well, listen, I think it's really important because with Lisa and I, we uh, I love the cushion because I like to talk. And if I feel like I'm not being heard, I'll talk even more and louder. And she's not like mm. that. And so with the cushion, I think that's a great idea. Listen, I think anything can be done properly, like you said, with great communication. It's just getting to great communication communication uh, that's probably the most important. None of us grew up in houses for the most part where we were able to talk about our feelings, talk about desires, anything. what we wanted. Listen to this thing. I'll tell you this. My mom revealed to me one time she's been married to my stepfather for like 25 years at the time and said that he's never once talked to her about an emotion in their entire relationship. It's really common. Right. Incredibly common. Really? You know, don't forget that however open we might be, we're going to have these leftovers of hidden, internalized, mononormative culture. Mm. We're going to still be thinking relationship escalator when we're in non-monogamous relationships. Wow. This is all the work that we have to do to, to really get down to what relationship do I want to have? How do I, you know, I say read all the books, Listen to all the podcasts, including Beyond Monogamy with Zayn and Jonathan, available on Spotify and Apple. Yes, plug. plug. And, and then unlearn other people's models, right? Because this is your model. Get good support. Get a great therapist. And you, know, and you can reframe a relationship and your life your own way, and you never know what you might learn about yourself on the journey. Wow. Uh, Zaina, thank you so much for joining us. If they want to personally follow you, me, I was looking for you, couldn't find you on Instagram. What is your Instagram link? <laughs> it's, uh, you can find me on Insta and Twitter at ZR Therapy, and my website is Zaina.net. There we have it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. All right, we'll talk soon. Coming up, a mother is claiming a neighbor threatened to call cops because her son looks white. Find out why this is so problematic, especially this week next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, this is coming from Reddit. This one's really wild to me. There's there's a forum on Reddit. You know, oftentimes you do, am I the a-hole? There's another one called That's Insane. Uh, And this post comes from a mother who shared a photo of the note which she found taped to her door uh, this post has gotten over 30,000 upvotes. It's doing really, really well. It's getting people talking, uh, which is important. Um, in the comment section, though, the mother, who's a black woman, explained that her son is very white passing, and therefore her neighbor doesn't believe her son is truly hers. Oh, my God. Couldn't help but notice that your son doesn't look like you, the note began. Interesting. I know it's, I don't know, it's, I didn't know it's possible for you to birth a white baby. Please send documentation to prove he is yours what? to my number below or the police will be called. Thanks. What? 
Okay. The audacity that people have. White people are so insane. Here, okay. Ugh, okay. So, it it's one thing to be like, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't pick up on it, I didn't clock it, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that you might actually be, you know, black or Latin, and you are light skinned. Maybe you don't think about it, you don't notice it right away. That doesn't mean it's not possible, and it's not like totally a thousand percent okay, right? For instance, I was with um, a good friend of mine this weekend having coffee, and he brought in a friend of his, and her name's Ashley, beautiful girl. And she works with him on his program. He has a mentorship program for young writers all over the world called Black Boy Rights and Black Girl Rights. And every year, he uh, thousands of people apply, and he picks a number of them to help get them into the industry uh, for writing for television and film, right? And she, to me, seemed white. I was like, oh, she's white. Never really thought about it. I didn't think, oh, she's white. I just never thought about it. I just assumed that she was white. Yeah. And then he was telling a story how some of his mentees, when they meet her for the first time after corresponding over email or whatever, and they see her on a video or in person for the first time, they're like, ooh, Ashley, who's she? And they think she's white. She's actually biracial. Yeah. And she's, that came up in the conversation. She's like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm very, very, very passable. I mean, but that's like Vanessa Williams. Like, both of her parents are very black. Yep. Like, it's not, it's just the way your skin comes out. For me, it's the audacity of a neighbor being like, you need to send this paperwork Documentation? now. Documentation? I'm calling the police. Like, I feel like I get, I just got so heated as an aunt. Like, if somebody demanded information about my niece and nephew, it would turn into a physical altercation because I feel like... People are really so ballsy in 2022, mm. trying to get the information they want, uh, when they want it, how they want it, and then to disrupt this household by calling the police. It's just so that's dangerous. traumatizing for the son. Well, it goes along with a lot of like white people calling the cops because they see like a black person going into a nice house in a nice neighborhood, and they must assume that they couldn't possibly live there. The, the, the amount of ignorance and racism in this country runs so, so deep. But it's not just, I mean, it's not just here. I'm curious to know, Vanessa, you are, you are Colombian. And if I were just passing you on the street and we weren't having a conversation, I wasn't hearing that beautiful, beautiful, thick Colombian accent of yours. If I just saw you, I don't know that I would think anything other than like, oh, she's just Vanessa. I don't know that I would think you're Latin necessarily. I don't know that I would think you're white. I would. Just... I definitely think you're Latin. No, well, yeah, I, me no, too. No, no, I say I say passing on the street. If I sat down with you, it might catch it. I might clock it. I don't feel like I pass. Maybe my mom. Mm. I feel like I definitely look. Um... Latina and Colombian. Yeah. Sometimes I even get Persian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I, I yes. get Persian. Yeah. So some little Middle Eastern I could see for sure yeah. as well. It's just like I can't relate to the story whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like if I were actually biracial, yes. Yeah. Um. Well, it's interesting if you found though that here in America that people make an assumption that all Latin people must probably have black hair or a little bit darker features, or or they assume that everybody must be Mexican. If you oh yeah, that one. That one was the one that I would get yeah. when I first moved here. They're like, "Oh, are you Mexican?" And then I was like, "Is there like no more Latinos here? Yeah. Like, there's other. We're, there's so many of us." Yeah, that's just the closest country to us. Like, yeah, that, I know. There's a whole. There's a whole continent. And I was like, and if all and like we speak differently, we yeah. have different accents. Like, mm-hmm. if I hear someone on the street, I was like, "Oh, you're like." Dominican, Puerto Rican, like that's how we tell each other apart. Yeah, you can and tell. I feel like we kind of look different a little bit. Well, it's no different than I think if if you're an American, like live born and raised in the United States, and then all of a sudden maybe I'm from Ohio, and then I hear somebody from Alabama, I can clock it. Alabama sounds different than Tennessee. Yeah. Sounds different than Georgia. 
Yeah. So in that way, but this this is just so. Yeah, this is just a reminder that this is what's happening in people's neighborhoods. And mind your own business. Yes, the audacity. It's crazy. All right, coming up, Chriselle Stiles from Selling Sunset could have a family sooner than we all thought, and it could be with her current partner, G Flip. Are lesbians taking over? We'll talk about it. What's popping? The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Chriselle Stouse back in the news. Michaela, what's popping? Yeah, well, she's back in the news because her and her partner, G Flip, are revealing they're actually thinking about kids. So, G Flip is 27 years old. They're actually vacationing right now, currently in Australia, where G Flip is from. And a lot of people started dragging Chriselle saying, oh, you left Jason, or you and Jason broke up, and then you moved to G-Flip, but you wanted children so badly. If that's the case, why didn't you stay with Jason? And she basically came out and said, "Uh, you can adopt and still have children with a partner that is non-binary. Like You don't just stop losing the ability to have kids. But uh, G-Flip is now saying she's very open to having children right now. She, I'm sorry, they were a music teacher before they found any actual success as an artist. And um, 27, although I think is young, especially when she's on, when they're on the brink of their career, it's not really that young in a lot of parts of the country a lot of people are starting to start their families around 22, 23. Oh, everybody where I came from had kids in their 20, 21 years old. Yeah. I, I graduated high school with people whose kids are graduating high school and college now. And I'm like, yeah, I'll start a family in the next few years. <laughs> like, I'm still like, I think mid-40s is a good time to have a kid. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I don't have an opinion. I do have an opinion. I don't know that it's fair or not. It feels a little bit like this is a publicity stunt to me. And that's just because I've seen our community used so many times historically by people who are trying to... I remember Kim Zolciak dating the the DJ years ago. And then denied it. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, And so it just makes me feel a little bit unsure how I feel about it. Sure. Because it feels like she's setting up a storyline. And it feels like she's like looking for a reason like... Well, how dare you say I couldn't have children? I can still have children. Okay, but like a 27-year-old like artist from are they ready to have kids? I'm I mean, curious. Apparently Maybe. they are. That's apparently they are. I just um It seems quick. It, it seems, seems quick from quick. a lifetime of only dating men and you're in your 40s, all of a sudden you go through a breakup publicly and then you're dating an artist who's 27 years old, non-binary and ready to start a family. Okay, good. It can happen. It yeah. absolutely can happen. Um I just know that Chriselle likes a good storyline. And Chriselle has a history of dating those that she's on camera with, whether it's Dancing with the Stars or Selling Sunset. So there's a pattern. And I'm just, eh, we'll see. Yeah, it's awkward. I don't like it. All right, coming up. We love our pets, but what do we do when they ruin our things with their little teeth? How to keep your dog from chewing up your stuff. We're joined with Doc Halligan in the next hour. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Coming up this hour, how to get your dog to stop putting everything in its mouth. Whether it's your your favorite shoes, uh, your clothing, or you know things outside that they have no business chewing on, yeah, it's something I've struggled with recently. And I know a lot of dog owners go through this because I've been talking to people. I'm trying to get an expert, uh, some expert advice. We've got celebrity veterinarian Doc Halligan joining us 
uh, to help keep our pets safe in about 14 minutes. So stick around for that conversation. Right now, it's time for some news on the beat from Michaela. What do you have? All right, honey. Well, uh, Pete Buttigieg says the baby formula shortage has hit him directly because he and husband Chasten have had to root around to find it for their nine-month-old twins, Pete Buttigieg uh, and Chasten are coming together. They've got their two babies, Penelope Rose and Joseph August Buttigieg, who are apparently completely reliant on formula. Take a listen. You know, uh, Chasten and I have two nine-month-old infants. We're completely reliant on formula to feed them. And uh, like millions of Americans, we've had to uh, uh, root around, find uh, different solutions, uh, spend more time clicking and clicking online, even get in touch with relatives out of state. Uh, we're okay. We've, we've figured it out, at least for now. But I, I think a lot about the situation for parents who don't have the time or don't have a car, don't have the money uh, to be able to uh, go uh, from, from store to store to store looking for solutions. I feel like it's just such an important story to continue saying each news on the beat because women's rights are literally being questioned right now. I had a full women's ceremony last night where it's all we talked about and coming together as women. And you want to force us to have these children. And then, thank God, people like Pete Buttigieg can afford to look around and find formula for their children. But mm-hmm. for so many, you can't. And that's been the argument that we've been making. If Imagine forcing a mother to have a child when she already has two, three children she's already trying to raise. Inflation is higher than ever. Uh-huh. Her breasts can only produce so much milk. You need formula. There's so many reasons why this is so wrong. And not all women, all women can breastfeed. Like, yeah, my not, sister-in-law couldn't. Totally. And that's, and that's the thing. We have these sort of hard and fast rules on what it means to be a man, a woman, to be this, that, and whatever. Right? Guess what? It's not that simple. It's not that black and white. Not everybody's the same. And it just baffles me yeah. that conservatives and the Republican Party in particular who claim to say, hey, we want government to stay out of the lives of individuals. That's their entire mantra. That's what they're all about. There is no organization or party more involved in our day-to-day lives on a personal level than the Republican Party. Totally. So I just, I wish they would practice what they preach and just back off. Yeah. All right. Another news. The Women's National Basketball Players Association has endorsed a petition that urges the Biden administration to prioritize WNBA star Brittany Griner's release. It is imperative that the U.S. government immediately address this human rights issue and do whatever is necessary to return Brittany home quickly and safely, reads the Change.org petition. The WNBPA and its members proudly join Tamron Spruill, the creator of this petition, in demanding that lawmakers prioritize Griner's return. White House and Biden administration, we ask that you take action today, doing whatever is necessary to bring Brittany Griner home swiftly and safely. More than 135,000 people have signed the petition. Spruill on Saturday in a tweet said the WNBPA, a union that represents WNBA players, partnered with them and change.org in demanding that our elected officials work urgently. If <laughs> if this were Tom Brady. Oh, please. He'd have been home months ago. Months ago. Because there's so many factors here. Even if I think, I think even if it were, I don't know, uh, a white woman, she'd have been home. Yeah. Even if, I think I'll go as far as say if it were like Venus or Serena Williams. She'd be home. But there's so many. She's a woman and she's a woman of color. 100%. And she's queer. There's a lot of layers to this one. 
and it just feels like we can be doing so much more. We don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but the fact remains, she's still there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just, that's interesting it's to me. It's weird. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 77 in New York, 73 in LA, 99 in Vegas, 99 in Palm Springs, 85 in Miami, 66 in San Francisco, and 100 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. This one's from Calvin Klein. I don't dwell on success. Maybe that's one reason I'm successful. I feel like it's never a good it. it's never good to dwell on anything. Good or bad. Yeah. I think you just do what Let you do. Let it be what it is. Yeah, live in the moment and move forward. Totally. All right, coming up, we love our pets, but what do we do when they ruin our things with their little teeth? How to keep your dog from chewing. We're joined with Doc Halligan next. Be morning. Be channel Q. Whether it's for their safety or just because you want to keep your nice things nice, when it comes to getting little dogs, right, a puppy or even a grown dog, sometimes uh, they like to chew on things. Mm-hmm. They like to put everything in their mouth. Yeah, uh, because they're with the dogs. But how do you curb that, especially if it's a habit that has been established? Uh, we're joined now by our celebrity veterinarian, Doc Halligan, to answer that question and others. Doc, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Doc. Now, this is very important, okay? Because I just spent $200 mm-hmm. at an underwear store to buy new underwear because Rocco can't keep his paws off me. And he's done it again. And I've been so good. Between Bruno and Rocco, they love eating my underwear. And where I would normally feel very flattered, it's very costly, <laughs> okay? So how do we yeah. end this? Well, I'll tell you, it's not uncommon for them to eat undergarments, especially if they've been worn. Um, And so, yes, you know, certain dogs have a disease called pica, which children have. And they don't really understand why some dogs have that, where they'll eat non-food objects. Um, Half the time, there's some underlying problem going on, like dogs with inflammatory bowel disease where they're, they have leaky gut, will uh, have a higher incidence of eating things like that. So first, you've got to make sure your dog doesn't have that. Um, has that ever been ruled out? Um, not with Rocco. We know that Bruno is a little bit anemic. There's like different things going on with him that you know you've treated him for. So it's not completely off the table. But Rocco, no, I, I, we haven't had him tested for that. But it's good to know that it's not just the boys chewing things up. There could actually be underlying issues. Yeah, I would say half the time there is some underlying issue. But then there's another half of dogs, like I said, that they don't understand why they do that, but they will actually eat non-food objects, and we have to go in surgically and take it out. You know, I had this one great day, and it would it would eat its mother's shoulder pads. I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 1984. <laughs> right, right. And so it was like, wow. So this poor lady, you know, the dog would seek those out. And so there are, you know, things like that. So you do have to be very careful in the environment if your pet is known for that cat. Mm. Rubber bands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're not alone. I mean, we see this all the time. Well, I, and you know, so for, go ahead. No, well, I, I would say, like, that's that one, I, I guess, makes sense to me because also there's like the scent of their human, their their owner. Yeah. Because like, my dog, if I yeah. leave like dirty socks out, he'll go for them. So I try to like yeah. keep those in the laundry basket if I can help it. I will say, you know, my dog Kingston, uh, you've, you've treated him a few times as well, and he has been such a blessing. He's a year and a half old now, and 
the only issues he's really had, he doesn't he doesn't chew anything in the house that's not his. He knows exactly what his toys are. Even if right. I have rubber sandals out, for whatever reason, he doesn't touch them. He doesn't go for the pillows. He nothing. He did get anxious one time and chewed up the corner of our kitchen because we had him gated for a while, and that was on us, I understand. But right. he does put every single thing on earth in his mouth when we go outside. And he'll completely, mm-hmm. he'll try to, if we don't keep an eye on him, he will chew pieces of wood, like branches, and swallow yeah. them. Like, is there a way to get him to stop eating whole branches? Well, I'm, and also that, you know, <clears throat> behaviorally, a lot of times they're doing that because they're bored. Mm. Um, because I think most dogs aren't getting enough physical and emotional stimulation. If you think about it, they need a lot of, certain dogs need a lot more uh, exercise and stimulation than they're getting. And so that's the, the other big thing is look at their lifestyle, especially if it's a young dog. Yeah. You know, a tired dog is a happy dog. You know, walking, I mean, isn't always just this uh, relieving them of their needs by just doing the walks. You yeah. know, they, if you take, I mean, they really, you know how you are when you really have work up a sweat and you get your heart rate going, you feel so euphoric afterwards. Yeah. They, sometimes they really need that, especially when they're young, swimming, throwing the ball at the park, taking them hiking, but, you know, fitting that into your, your, you know, work habits and stuff that you have to do when they're young. If they're older, <clears throat> you know, I would definitely want to rule out some underlying problem. And, yes, when they go out, we see that all the time where they'll just pick something up and they swallow it. And then it can be something bad like wood. Um, so they do make those, They do make these cage muzzles. Mm-hmm. So it's a big muzzle. But it's made out of wire, cage wire, so they can pant and breathe, but they can't pick anything up. You can use that as a training device and say, off. Mm, off. Oh, that's a good idea. That's good advice. And, you, and, then, and then they learn, oh, I can't pick this up. I, so that's another, I, another well, That thing is good advice, and it's also nice to hear that, I guess, sitting on my couch and throwing his bone rope down the hallway three or four times a day is not sufficient exercise for my dog, so I'll work <laughs> on that. Uh, but I know we get him out. He goes to the dog park, and, and my partner's much better at taking him on like longer walks. I, I met a girl this weekend who had a mini uh, golden doodle, and she was talking, and she told me that uh, he passed away recently. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. And then she said that his name was Loki. And I was like, wait, Loki? That's not a name that it, your dog must have been pretty young because Loki is a Marvel comic character that we've become uh-huh. com- or, uh, like we know from the last few years. So I knew that her dog had to have been young when it died. And she told me that her dog was six months old. No, and no, 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 she no, no, chewed through an extension cord and was electrocuted yeah. in front of her. And she said oh. it was the most traumatizing thing in the world. So how on earth do you like avoid that yeah no that's not uncommon you guys oh, wow. oh my to do that. God. no because you have to get on all fours and pretend you're a dog in your house and look and see and if there's cords sticking out like that it's called puppy proofing your house wow six months old was it it probably wasn't spayed or neutered yet mm. And they seek that vibration. They can hear that better than we no, can. No, that is so, so sad. Yes. Oh, they hear it the electricity sad. in the cord. Yes, oh. and they go, they're curious. Flames, 
you light a you know candle and they go up to it and burn themselves. Mm. I mean, you know, what's it's wrong really with these sad. dogs? They're pulled together. Well, stop it! Get a life. Why would you go to a flame, dogs? <laughs> That's oh, right. No, there are a lot of work, but I mean, it's so worth it. But you really do have to. Uh, figures, listen to shows like this and get good advice from other pet owners because those tragedies are preventable if people were even aware. We could have just saved a life, Michaela. Yeah, I think we did. Oh, so, I mean, I a, doc, did. a doctor, Doc Halligan, who you can go to any more information that you may need at DocHalligan.com or download our podcast, um, Unleashed, basically said, Listen to us because we know what we're doing. Your pet's life depends on it. <laughs> Basically, we're doctors That's too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Let's take a moment to chat about Whitney Houston. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't sneeze. I didn't mispronounce. I'm talking about Whitney Houston. Yes. Who is the internet's favorite homophobic dog? Uh, apparently, this little, uh, well, we call him a wiener dog or, or a dachshund. They're called dachshunds. Dachshunds? Okay. I, I don't know. It's my least favorite kind of dog in the world. My dad had one named Oscar. They know Oscar Meyer, like the wiener, yeah. the hot dog, uh, growing up, and he was horrid. My cousin has a couple, too, a eh, little bit less, but also they're just very, very yippy. Not my kind of dog. <laughs> However, I am standing in full support of Whitney Houston. I'm obsessed wait, wait. with Whitney Houston. Whoa, I just also realized something. So I've read this whole story. We were prepared for it. We have audio for you uh, in just a moment. But just a little bit of backstory. I just found out this dog lives in Grandview Heights, Ohio. That's Columbus, Ohio. That I used to live in Grandview Heights, Michaela. I it's where I went to my coffee shops. It's where I did everything. I was very gay there. And this dog is very gay as well, or at least the child of gay parents. So backstory. There is a meme that went viral uh, a couple years back, and now all of a sudden, <clears throat> it was. It started off as oftentimes does as a joke, making fun of people who are homophobic, right? Uh, and there'd be a little picture of the dog, and say things like, well, um, "This one says your pronouns <clears throat> mean nothing to me." Right, or the pearly gates won't open for your kind. Um, I have gay friends. I can say it. Yeah. Pack it up, Skittle Squad. <laughs> so silly stuff that is supposed to be poking fun at homophobia, but you know how conservatives don't really have a sense of humor. They don't usually understand jokes. They've taken this dog on and used it for their own memes to oh actually truly God. be homophobic. But also that's so iconic because it's such a smack in the face. Yes. Like the Republicans or the conservatives have to be like, oh God, the joke is on us. Well, so much so there's a whole article written recently with this picture, a picture of this dog, um, Whitney Houston on the cover of this uh, newspaper saying that this is the dog that represents homophobia in America or in the world even. Uh, Vanessa, you have something really exciting you want me to know about. Sorry. I'm going to post the dog on Instagram. Yes, so, so we can, can see. see. Absolutely. Well, you have to. Because the dog, also, there's one photo of the dog, and he's looking. she's looking up. And then if you swipe, it's a seal, and the caption is, serving seal. Yes, because like, it's, it's kind of fat, so too. Yeah, totally. Funny. It's Not kind to of body fat. shame. But Not as it turns out, this dog that conservatives have been using to spread homophobia online uh, has two dads. Here they are. That are so funny. <laughs> She's not homophobic in real life. (laughs) Her dads are gay. Her dads are gay. And it's so interesting, almost ironic, that her voice on Instagram, which is us, 
has always been um, kind of sassy gay. and a little gay. Yeah. It's just very ironic that she's branded as homophobic, but Ben and I were actually talking about it. It's more satire than it is anything. Through you know, <laughs> satire and, and this meme, um, we're kind of exposing you know people who just aren't up with the times and, and people who aren't, aren't fair toward, toward gay people. Oh. I'm obsessed with them. There's another one where the dog is looking disappointed with his paws together, and it says, it's a choice. Like, uh, the way that it is dragging and using words, I love it. Well, Lil Nas X even reached out on Twitter, said, can you guys send me more pictures of that homophobic dog? And yes. they said, it's so funny. So, like, celebrities are getting in on this. It's just ironic. And, and, and conservatives, once again, get it so wrong. They're so focused on diminishing and judging that they can't get in on the joke. Because we're way fun. Like, yeah. we're way fun. So fun. And it's so fun, this little dog. If you haven't seen it, uh, go to at Whitney underscore Houston. Vanessa, our producer, is going to make a post as well. But it's so cute. I The little dog's kind of fat. We should try to get them on the line at some point. Because yes. this is iconic. I know. I love it. Whitney Houston, you're a wanted woman. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Just in case you forgot. We were born this way. Yes. We just were. This is what it is. That's it. There it is. It's time for What's Poppin'. What do you got? All right. Well, apparently Andy Cohen is on a lot of dating <clears throat> sites and people are talking about it. He said, but I really use them more as video games. I use them more as I'm home killing time. Like, this is fun to look at. It's more fun than playing Scrabble online. Let me say that. Uh, you know, he's the father to two children now. He's just been, uh, he's just added to his family with his little girl. Lucy, but I could see how at 53 years old as a single man, as a father, like you just kind of are on multiple dating apps, like checking the scene, maybe getting like a little ego boost. Yes, that part. You know what I'm saying? I think it's healthy and I think it's great. I think, you know, he's, uh, he's dad in right now. He's like super daddy. Yep. Uh, he's and in dad mode. Yeah. I, I think it's great. I think this totally makes sense to me. If I were single, I would absolutely do it as well. Yeah, I get that because it doesn't sound like he's looking for anything serious right now. I would say if he actually is interested in a long-term relationship, maybe don't refer to going on and meeting men casually as a as a video game. Maybe that would be something to <laughs> let, let go of in the future if you decide maybe don't say to, that. Get, to get back into it and really you know want to have like a relationship relationship. But I, listen... What we always complain about on this show is other people telling us what to do with our lives. That's why I'm not here to tell Andy what to do with his life. Yeah. He, he's, he doesn't need my advice. Yeah. He's doing just fine. I think he's doing just fine. Uh, and I love that. Good for him. All right. Coming up in our final hour, we're talking uh, gay men. What is one lesson about being gay that straight people will never learn? I think we've had to overcome so many things, especially gay men. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to hear as a lesbian what that is. Uh-oh. We'll discuss next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. Uh, right now, though, we're going to kick things off a little bit of news on the beat from the one and only Michaela Gordon. He did this on purpose. Sure did do it. Why? I, because I said, wow, we're doing yet another news on the beat. She loves it. She loves news. It's her favorite it's thing. It's just depressing. Uh, well, we're seeing uh, in response to the shooting this weekend, the racist shooting at the grocery store in Buffalo, uh, Joe Biden and the White House have announced that they're going to try uh, to do everything they can to use executive action on guns uh, wherever they're allowed legally to. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
something has to be done. Yeah, I know. I know. Like it, it's getting you, crazy. You can't go to a grocery store and feel safe or a church because those both happened this weekend. Movie theaters, schools, I mean, and festivals, anything. Yeah. Right? It's a lot. Mm. Well, let's get into some different news. Elon yeah. Musk said early Tuesday that his deal to buy Twitter will not move forward until the company proves that less than 5% of its accounts are fake. Musk, responding to a tweet from a Tesla-focused media company, said that some analysis had found Twitter to be as much as 20% fake, which would be four times what Twitter publicly claims in its filings. My offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate, he tweeted. All right, another news. The Women's National Basketball Players Association has endorsed a petition that urges the Biden administration to prioritize WNBA star Brittany Griner's release. It is imperative that the U.S. government immediately address this human rights issue and do whatever is necessary to return Brittany home quickly and safely. Reads the Change.org petition that Tamron Spruill, a freelance journalist and author, created. The WNBPA and its members proudly joined Tamron Spruill, the creator of this petition, in demanding that lawmakers prioritize Griner's return. It continues, White House and Biden administration, we ask that you take action today, doing whatever is necessary to bring Brittany Griner home swiftly and safely. More than 135,000 people have signed the petition. Spruill on Saturday in a tweet said the WNBPA, a union that represents WNBA players, partnered with them and Change.org in demanding that our elected officials work urgently to gain BG's swift and safe release. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 99 in Cathedral City, 63 in Cleveland, 60 in Buffalo, 85 in Atlanta, 66 in San Francisco, 85 in Miami, 99 in Palm Springs, and 99 in Vegas. Now give us a vibe of the day. Here it is. I don't dwell on success. Maybe that's one reason I'm successful, said Calvin Klein once upon a time. Don't dwell on anything. Don't dwell. Just be a human. Just live your truth. Here and now and live your truth. Be a happy guy. Love it. All right, coming up this final hour, it has to do with gay men and what they want straight people to know. But as a lesbian, I'm not included in this conversation, and I want to know too. So... Spill the beans, Gibson. All right. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Michaela. You giggling over there? Are you good? I'm fine. It's you I'm worried about. Well, I, I'm worried about gay men in general. I hear that. Um, because this one's really interesting. We're going back to Reddit. Uh, things that gay men say that we understand deeply, things we've had to deal with our entire lives, that our straight counterparts will never, ever understand. Um and some of these are kind of lighthearted. They're kind of funny. Uh, and I'll share a couple. Uh, but then I want to talk about some of my own personal experiences. Because guess what? I'm a gay man. So this is my lane. Mm-hmm. Ready for it? People assume things about you purely because of your sexuality. But then they also say things like, do you have to act this way or bring your sexuality up all the time? There's no winning. I, I also find that um, people, this is something that really happened a lot when I was younger. And it was, it's almost the equivalent to telling a woman or like a person of color, like, oh, like a woman, oh, you're really smart for a woman or saying to a person of color, um, you speak really well. Or like you're really pretty for a black girl. Exactly. I've been told a gajillion times, oh, you're so cool for a gay dude. Or like you don't really act gay. I like that. And that's something that would happen casually with acquaintances and friends. But even like my mom, she and I have had to talk through this over the years and she's fantastic now. But back in the day, it was always... Well, at least you're this. You know, you might be gay, but like 
you're the man in the relationship, right? You're not feminine. And I allowed that in my life for, for many, many years until not that long ago. This job really in particular has really helped me work through some of those things mm-hmm. and therapy, of course. But even like without realizing like, oh, by even agreeing with you as the, you're giving me this like thing that feels like a compliment, like, oh, you're straight acting. I'm again denying a whole part of myself. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something that straight people will never, ever, 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 ever have to experience. They don't understand it. Uh, as a lesbian, uh, I'm kind of curious, like, what has your experience been with things like this that people, like, straight women would never know that you deal with? Being a gay girl who looks straight. That that part. I mean, I <clears throat> oftentimes am met with, well, you don't look gay. Oh, that's crazy. You're gay. Oh, you're a lesbian? The other day, this is how stupid people are. I was at Runyon Canyon, and I was doing my hike, and this really in shape... Rather handsome guy was running down the hill. I, in my head, acknowledged like his body was in great shape. Uh, And I may have even complimented him for that. Mm -hmm. But he stopped right in front of me and he said, do you think I look good? Mm. And I go, yeah, bro, you do look good. I was going to tell you, actually. And then you asked me to compliment you. But you do. Like, I totally see that you're working out. And uh, then I followed it with. And I'm a lesbian, so that should mean something. And his head almost fell over. He goes, mm. wait, you're a lesbian? I said, yeah. And he goes, how long have you been a lesbian? What? How long have you been a lesbian? <laughs> what kind of question is that? How would you ask a girl how long she's been straight? But for straight women, I think it's difficult, too, because they're, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've had a little girl crush. Like, I could see. And I'm like, no, mine aren't girl crushes. That's like, offensive. I'm going to steal your wife. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to do this cute thing. Well, also knowing, I think, as as a gay man, um, that I never really felt like I fully fit in with groups of straight guys. Like, not completely. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always that undertone of something going on. Or uh, I'm there, but I'm on the fringes. And that's been difficult for me. But also, that's made it difficult for me, I think, uh, a... desire to try to fit in my entire life has made it difficult for me to have entire like large groups of gay male friends as well so then i think that's why i gravitate towards women yeah like i'm friend and i think a lot of gay guys are kind of like that we, we we have a lot of female friendships also this is something um with straight men something they, they'll never understand straight men have like one kind of sex right they have sex with a woman they do the same action always right gay men vary and there's also oftentimes the assumption that, like, if you're a bottom, for example, that you're a certain type of gay guy. And if you're a top, you're a different type of gay guy. Right. Which is so absurd because it's actually pretty flipped, to be honest. And oftentimes, you know, the one is is sort of relegated to, like, oh, you're kind of feminine. Mm-hmm. You're a sissy. I'm like, have you ever done something like that physically with your body? It's not easy. Yeah. It takes a, a man <laughs> to do something yeah. like that. So there's so many things that, that straight, our straight counterparts never, ever think about. And... You know, even a good one for, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it it is a good one for straight women. When there's me and Lisa, we got to kill the spider. We got to do all the things that like (laughs) straight women would be like, honey, can you get that? Can you hang that? Not for the most part, but in a woman, in a relationship with two women, it doesn't matter how femme I come across. I'm still with another woman who presents as a woman. Yep. So I got to get the toolbox out with her. One of you have to show up. I'm pissed. And we got to hang, you got to hang things on the wall when you move into a new place. Yeah, we just hung up a new Beyonce photo on our wall and she was like, watch where I'm putting it and make sure you like it. And I was like, just give me it. I'll do it myself. And then she was like, 
no, I'll do it. Just be my eyes. And yeah. then she pulled out the level. Yeah. It was a whole mm. thing. It was That's a moment. Hot. Never mind. It was just well, photos I think up. It's interesting on a slightly more serious note, this wedding season of mine, this last year, has been more challenging for me than I thought it would be. I've been in therapy. I've been out for 20 some years. And a couple things stand out to me. We talked about one of them on the show, and that was you know the day we got our engagement photos taken. We were at a public beach uh, in Malibu, and it's a place where a lot of people go to get their photos taken. It's called El Matador. Beautiful. Beautiful rocks everywhere. It's kind of a trek to get down there, but it's worth the photo, right? And there are all these other couples out doing their engagement photos or like baby photos, things like that. Like a woman, I mean, meaning like a woman is pregnant. And yeah. She's like whatever. Right. And there were also a couple people who were like snickering and making comments about us while we were holding hands and kissing and doing all these things that you're supposed to be able to enjoy and celebrate. And I'm the whole time I'm in my head because I'm like, I'm a grown man. I'm confident in myself and my career and my love, but these people are, are judging us and being vocal about it right now. And that's awkward. And, and it's similar to like, you know, every gay person knows what it's like to have somebody you drive down the street, you know, and yell something yell a slur yeah you know like that's something that straight people never also will ever have to deal with and as we get closer to my wedding the emotional sort of battering that's been taking place and a lot of times it's from people who i really love family and friends uh and and and, and understanding how they actually feel about your love right as you get closer to that that, that moment it makes them reveal how they may have felt all along, but they were too afraid to tell you. Straight people never have to deal with that. And my stepdad wrote a really nice response to one of my posts a few months ago saying, wow, I, I've, I've never, ever, ever been challenged over who I love. Yeah. My marriage has never been challenged. One, one moment in my life, yet my son, you all feel the need to come and attack him every time he posts something about his partner who I love very much, who is also my son. And he was very defensive. And I think... He's a very straight guy, and he understood it. I think a lot of people will, will yeah. never know that. A little, little compassion goes a long way. Yeah, it does. I love that. Tell me something good. All right, this is fantastic. Cuba marks Latin America's first LGBTQ plus history month. This is a big deal. Lectures, workshops, and other events promoting inclusion will be held on the communist-run island during May in what organizers say is an important first uh, step at fighting discrimination. Uh this is a big deal. It's become the first Latin American country to celebrate LGBTQ History Month, which is wild to me. I don't understand how that's quite possible. Our producer, Vanessa, who is Colombian, is look, kind of looking up and thinking, hmm, that's interesting. Interesting. This country, this island nation that is communist and has been shut off from the entire world for so many decades is getting with the program a little bit faster than your home of Colombia, Vanessa. What's going on? I mean... Latinos are Catholic. That part. <laughs> okay, that part. Yes, That's yes. true. Listen, yeah. I'm getting married in Mexico, though, and gay marriage, where I'm getting married, was legalized before it was here. So certain regions are a little bit more accepting than others. But uh, kudos to you, Cuba. You got a lot of other issues to deal with, but this one is uh, this is a good it's a good sign. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have been stunned with Sports Illustrated. Uh, one of our friends, one of your best friends in your wedding, Drew Dorsey, uh, is on 
uh, part of the Sports Illustrated where they're just celebrating women. It's gorgeous. Yep, swimsuit edition. She looks beautiful. Yep. Uh, Kim Kardashian, Sierra. But somebody else shattering perceptions is Mae Musk. The 74-year-old oh, model, author, mother, mm. and activist continues to change the conversation around aging. She said, my first reaction was I could never dream up something like that because why would anyone have a 74-year-old on their cover, especially in a swimsuit? I do think it's going to make women feel more comfortable in their 70s when they swim, as well as women in their 20s and 30s. She said, when women go to the beach, we're kind of shy about our bodies, but men will walk around looking terrible and they don't care. I think (laughs) we have to not care so much. And I love that. She says she went through different stages of her life where she was rejected, insulted, disappointed, and it just takes away your confidence. She said, so here I am at 74. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I don't care. And nobody's going to insult me because you don't want to insult this grandma. She looks great. And also, Mae Musk, let's take it easy on the fellas. Let's not say they look terrible. I mean, let's just pump the brakes a little bit, but they low-key do. But they do. But they low-key do, yeah. Listen, 74-year-old men... Go out there with their big old beer bellies and have the audacity oh, to tell women that they look crazy. Tell you, I worked at a fitness club when I was in high school, and there was an indoor swimming pool, and I lifeguarded during the winter time, like during uh, lifeguarded outdoors in the summer. But then the rest of the year I was indoors, and there was this old man who was probably 75, 80 years old who had come and put his little speedo on, oh. and he would walk around and strut around and flirt with all the ladies Whoa. and swim laps. <laughs> slower laps than you've ever seen in your life it would take him multiple multiple minutes to get from one end of the pool to the other but he would also sleep in tanning beds i think he thought he was like the hottest hottest thing whoa baby men have like an an abundance of confidence sometimes and i I hear what she's saying yeah well listen congratulations to sports illustrated and all of the women that they are supporting loving and adoring they deserve it uh we have a great show for you to uh, tomorrow, it's going to be really great. It's Wednesdays. There's so much happening politically. Uh, and so we'll be joined with our political analyst. Mm. Uh, but for now, make sure to stick around for three hours of curated music just for you. And then it's Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan End Your Day with Loveline with Dr. Chris. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 